Hello? Hey, man. My bad. I did not pay attention to the time. No worries. Time to catch up on some stuff. Yeah. Not a ton so far. There isn't a whole lot, but what is there? Um, I can remember a few things off the top of my head, but um, I have to pull them up. Well, while you do that, I can go over some figure stuff. Go ahead. So, in the world of wrestling collectibles, really no news for cards or anything. No big releases coming, at least for now. Uh, Ringside Collectibles does have a Royal Rumble sale going on. I've skimmed through every page of it. It seems to be pretty much retail cost on things. Um, a little bit more than retail. Um, of course, you can always, this is with anything, but you can use the code free ship for free order, free shipping on orders of $50 or more. Uh, or use the code rumble at checkout for 5% off. Um, if you're looking for deals on figures, this isn't really the route to go because it, it is pretty much retail and a lot of these you can get cheaper on eBay. Uh, but if there's some things that you just absolutely cannot find, like uh, wrestling elites from series 90 on the wrestling buddies, I believe they're 25, 30 bucks right now. Uh, WWE ultimate editions are going for retail right now on there which are always pretty good. They have uh, Ric Flair, Stone Cold, Kane, Taker, AEW Unmatched Series 2, all that stuff. So if you're looking for some stuff and you just can't find it in the wild where you're at, Walmart or Target or whatever, they do have that going on. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? Be on the lookout at Target because I've been to Target well, the two times I've been to Target this week, the first time I picked up an Ultimate Edition Kane for $31.99, $32.99, something like that. Uh, so I got one for myself. They did have four of them total. Uh, I went back the next day. They were down to one. And now today I went in there, and they are back up to having five of them. So Kane Ultimate Editions are hitting the shelves. They also had a ton of WWE Legends Series 13. So if you're looking for that set, my personal advice would be to wait. They're probably going to clearance them out and go from 20 to 10 to 15 bucks because they had a ton. And that Series 13 has Jake the Snake Roberts, which does have a chase version where he has gray tights. There is Cowboy Bob Orton, uh, Triple H with the WCW Invasion, which is actually a pretty cool figure. Uh, and then the Hurricane. So very interesting lineup. That is everything I have as far as wrestling, toys, and merch is considered. All right. Um, I'll start off with the Ram news by talking about, um, WWE 2K22. For those of you that play the rest of WWE video games, I was one of those. I played 19, 14, 15, 
Um, didn't touch 20, thank God. Um, they revealed uh, their cover for that, which is Rey Mysterio. Very colorful color cover. I'm, I'm really interested. Have you seen, I don't know if they've even announced it, but have you seen if there's any perks to getting like the deluxe edition or whatever? Like they usually have, have a photo or something? I have not looked into it. I really regret not getting the one that had the signed, I think it was two consecutive years. It was 17 and 18 or 18 and 19, something like that. They mm -hmm. had um, Taker for the 30 years of, um, or was it third? It was something, they were commemorating something with him and it was like, there was a mode where you could play through each WrestleMania match. Uh, and then Hogan was another one and they had signed stuff for him and it didn't cost much above what the actual game was. So I kind of regret not getting that. Um, this, at this point, I don't know who they get to sign for any of that stuff. But. I have no idea. Uh, I haven't looked into the additions. Um, so that um, they had Rey Mysterio as a cover. I thought that was quite interesting, but in my eyes, it also kind of makes sense considering that he is getting quite there. And so this is like supposed to be his last hurrah and it's pay homage to him. Yeah. I, when we were, well, before this was announced, you got to think like, who else could it be? You know, you have your obvious ones. You have Roman, um, Ray Mysterio is a contender for that before leaving Jeff Hardy, maybe um, Edge. I mean, hell, you could have even put Bianca on there or Charlotte. Yeah. Who knows? But Ray's a safe choice. It's a safe choice. It's a very safe choice. And, um, I'm happy with the cover. I don't expect anything flashy. I will consider getting this game. I'm going to do the same thing. I looked uh, as for uh, 2K20. I'm going to hold off. Wait and see what people say. Look at uh, the footage and determine uh, if I want to get it or not. It's just one of those things, if you don't have like a showcase mode or like I was talking about with Taker and you play through each iteration or like a yeah. story mode of some kind, if it's not for that, the only reason I'm playing it is just to goof around on certain matches. So I don't want to spend 60, 70 bucks on a game that I'm just goofing around with. Right. So if I don't get it and play it, eh, I might later when it drops to like 20 bucks or so because I, it, I'll drop 20 bucks to play that game for like eight hours get tired of it and sell it i don't know mm -hmm. but man i that was one of the things i want to talk about and the hope being it was gonna give me enough time to find this one person that also requested a release and i can't find it driving me crazy a quick thing while you're looking for that as well the next guest of broken skull sessions is going to be Becky Lynch on Friday, January 28th, the day before she defends her Raw Women's Championship against Dewdrop. Hmm. 
that'll be what after SmackDown? It'll probably premiere right after SmackDown. It's usually how it goes. Right after the show. Uh, uh I um it was um Brian Kendrick is reportedly waiting for WWE to grant his release that he requested. Okay. See that I didn't know about. Yeah, I remember seeing about about it yesterday. I'm like, where where is it? I finally found it. Um, other things is that um, Jr. provided an update on his health following his uh, cancer radiation treatment. Um, it's a it's a lengthy update. Um, quite lengthy. Um. I haven't read through all of it, but um, I can't because it's, it's a big block of text. But uh, I wish him best in his recovery, and I hope things go well. Yeah, that's kind of the shitty thing with cancer is it's, you know, not always... Not always gone. Yeah, it's not always a few it's gone, you know, it's a, it's gone for now. Yeah, for now, you gotta cross your fingers and hope it doesn't ever come back while you're alive. Yeah, honestly. Mm-hmm. Adding more grim news. Um, WWE released a statement on January 21st that um, Meatloaf uh, passed away at age 74. Um. Known as uh, Michael uh, Lee Ade, I hope I pronounced uh, one or moniker Meatloaf. Um, he was uh, who um, uh, uh, I song. A Grammy Award for Best Rock Vocal Performance, solo for I was in 1994. Um, he also had a successful acting career in the Rocky Horror Picture Show and Fight Club and uh, many others. He was a uh, guest host in Raw on May 10th of 2010. That was right before I came into it, pretty much. Like six ish months before I was really into wrestling. Wow. When Raw was having guest hosts like almost every week. The oh, weird yeah. time. Looking back on it, it's weird times. Yeah. Never, I didn't get to really experience it much, but. Mm-hmm. And then last thing I have was that Sami Zayn signed a new contract on January 20th. Well, that was kind of to be expected. I don't know. Yeah. He's making money. It's make making money. He's having the time of his life. At least it looks like he's having the time of his life with this character. Yeah, I mean, that's what it's about. 
I do have one thing that I'm a little surprised you haven't brought up. Just a little bit. And it plays into our coverage of Dynamite a little bit, but it goes beyond it. So I'm not going to – so I'm going to bring it up now. But you I know what you're talking about. I know what, I know what you're talking about. So there is a man out there. Carry on. By the name of Bully Ray. That thinks that John mm-hmm. Moxley owes fans an apology for going to rehab. Um, yeah. So let me paraphrase and or quote here from Bully Ray's comments. Uh, he did like that they started off with John. Um, he said that Mox said what he needed to say. He would have liked to her hear a little bit of accountability. Uh, Let's see. Let's see, let's see, let's see. I would like, this is a direct quote, I would have liked to have heard him say a bit of an apology to the AEW fans. You don't have to apologize to the boys, even though the boys do count on you, but any one of those guys and gals could have the same problems that you did. Let's see here. Uh, the fans expect a little bit more from you. What about the fans that bought tickets to see AEW and John Moxley while John was away taking care of his problems? Now I'm gonna direct. I'm gonna address that directly. Anybody that bought the ticket expecting to see John Moxley just didn't pay attention because when the show. Maybe for the first show that he wasn't on, but they said, hey, he's dealing with this issue. He's not going to be on any of the shows after that. That's on you for not listening or looking at the card and or not looking at the card and saying, oh, John's not on there. I'm not going to go. If that's the only reason you're going, they didn't like. I don't know. So that Uh... I disagree with. I disagree with him having to apologize in general. Something I believe at all. Um, Endear yourself a little bit to the crowd if you've let down. Oh, let's see. Mark Henry was on Mark Henry also got quotes for this. Um, He says he didn't owe anybody an apology. He thinks the apology was to his wife and baby and immediate family for not being his best self. Um, He 100% disagrees with Bully Ray. It was a personal issue that he handled at home. Talked to his boss and came back and reconfirmed to AEW that he's going to be a better version of himself. And I agree with that. I agree. Honestly, would have he, oh my god, he literally like put thing I would have minus get the whole apologizing to his family times like that's it's just your demons are gonna come and get you, and that's something that you have to deal with, and they can only help. God damn. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I mean, dealing with that issue doesn't affect 
doesn't affect us. He didn't go out there and perform drunk or anything. He, he, matches. he might have missed like one match and then they were like, hey, we're going to change going forward because John needs to take this time, which is fine. Now, apologizing to his family because that would directly impact them, yeah. But that's not for us to talk about or be in this. Yeah. He didn't do anything to the fan base. He didn't blow anything off. He took care of an issue that he had to take care of. So he doesn't owe us anything for that. Nothing. That's my thought. Uh, I absolutely agree. Not by getting into a tangent, but all I really would say is shut the fuck up. Oh, he's got some controversy. Um, some of his comments are like, I will say in the past, I'll say I warranted. But this time he should have just like really thought about it. Yeah, I mean, it's... Jesus Christ. How fucking... Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, it's a minor, minor, minor inconvenience. Because, like, if anything, we lost, like, one quote-unquote expected match from him on the first Dynamite that he was gone. If anything. We don't even know if that was the case. Yeah. So, I mean, it, I don't know. It's not like he was uh, supposed to do something and blew it off or had this gigantic match that's just like, whoop, there we go, it's gone. For wrestlers, it's health and safety over anything they have on the card, which Mox did the right thing. Hey, um, Tony, I need to take care of this. He's like, oh, yeah. Um, I'll support you. Thank you for... Very quickly. Which is the right thing to do. Good on him. Does I do not have need to, to apologize. Too, he does look... No, he, he doesn't need to apologize at all. He does look a lot better, too. I didn't notice it. Oh, my God, yeah. Few months. Looking back a few months, he's kind of flushed. He's red. He's a little bit bigger. I don't know if to call it bloating or just a little bit extra weight. I don't know. He's a little bit slimmer. He's got some more color to him in a good way. I don't know. Yep. The, the whole demeanor is different in a, in a good way. You can see it. If you do a compare and contrast with him before he went to rehab and after, it's night and day. Hmm. Well, should we move on to, I have possibly a couple more things, but I do have one thing. It's just kind of a, not really a minor announcement, but whatever. Before you go on, I just have to say one thing is that I was seeing a couple people shit on um, Bowie Ray by saying, this is why we like Devon. He doesn't say a damn thing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Dudon was always the um, more quiet. Uh, those got me. I was like, damn. Those got a chuckle out of me. That I just had to point that out before we moved on. 
That was funny. So a couple people say now nah, I don't remember who, but it was just funny. Well, I don't know if you know. I I have a hoodie. So I don't even remember. I think it was like eighty bucks, but I have a hoodie of from that Project Rock, which is the Rock's um, clothing label with Under Armour. Um, I don't. It has. Yeah, like I didn't a, know you had that. He has like it's. It has like a bowl logo on it, kind of like the Brahma bowl. Oh uh, yeah. Um, but a little more simplistic, I guess, less detailed. Um. So, anyways, he's had this for a while. It's been asso associated with Under Armour. Uh, you can get it at like Dick Sporting Goods, stuff like that. Um, for a few years now, it's pretty popular. You see it in the gym a lot. Um, it branched out, and he had shoes with it as well. Uh, shorts, pretty much everything. Yeah, he's got pretty much everything. For that, yeah, I mean, it started to build. Uh, he just signed a multi-year global partnership deal with UFC for that. So his athletic label, Project Rock, um, signed a multi-year deal with UFC. And it looks like they're going to be focusing on the footwear. So Reebok was UFC's footwear sponsor brand, but it looks like they're going to be replaced by the Rocks brand. And Dwayne tweeted about it, said he's honored and proud that Project Rock is the official global footwear partner of UFC, starting at UFC 270, which was this past weekend. Uh, the athletes and teams are going to be using Project Rock footwear. So it doesn't have any details about numbers or anything, but I am sure that was a gigantic deal. Just in terms of accomplishment. So good on them. Maybe they'll come down in price a little bit now. Maybe I can actually get them. Because, whew. It's a great hoodie, don't get me wrong. It's a great hoodie, I love it, but... Wow, is it expensive. <laughs> Oh, let's see here. Do I feel, or do I see where it's bringing up? I do actually want to get your opinion. Okay. Something. I don't remember exactly when this happened, but what do you think of the whole situation with them bringing Summer Rae on, I believe it was SmackDown? It was SmackDown. And they called her a legend? Yeah. Um, what your opinion is going to be, and it's probably going to be the same as mine. Want to lead into uh, it with is if you're going to bring her on, what are you going to say about her? Other than so, WWE alumni, I guess. I don't know. So, 
I wouldn't. I would not put Summer Rae under the moniker of legend. Would she be a potential um, Hall of Famer several years down the line? Probably. I said several. Keep that in mind. Uh, I don't see her getting inducted anytime soon. Um, but calling her a legend without having a Hall of Fame status, um, I don't think she has any titles under her name in WWE. She does. If, not. if anything, she was started out with um, being uh, Fandango's uh, dance partner. That's I'm sure what most people are going to remember her as. Mm-hmm. Um, her um solo run, she was more of like that filler jobber role. And then she just became a valet for whenever the time called. Um, my opinions of Summer Rae when she was wrestling um, solo or when she was at least in the ring and had more than two minutes to do something when she wasn't getting demolished was that I could see that she could have potential, but this was in a time when they were divas and they didn't have anything more than three minutes worth of uh, time wrestling. Yeah. And... I mean, to be fair, she could have had potential, but it just kind of fell at a bad time because you had at that time, Becky Lynch, Charlotte page. Yeah. You had, you had the women's revolution, which at that time, you had, uh, I'm 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 gonna say it. You had the submission sorority, which then changed to PCB because Paige pointed out when they announced it at Raw, I was like, "Hey, that's that's a thing that's actually done in the porn industry." But WWE's like, "Nah, it, it can fly. It didn't fly." But I just want to point that out because it was hilarious. Um. And then you had Team Bad, and there was one more team, and it was just that was a failed way of running the women's revolution before they properly did it. Yeah, but you, uh, you have she was, so much. You had so much talent frame. there. Yeah, you you can't bottleneck it. What it did was bottleneck it. Bottleneck talent because you look at so many fantastic performers. The um, Bailey, Sasha Banks, uh, Becky, Charlotte, Paige. Yeah, the four horsewomen kind of bloomed in that. Yeah, the four horsewomen you had Paige. Um, Naomi was getting a little bit of spotlight before she went back to being a valet for uh, the Usos. Um, God, who else? Um, uh, outside of the four horsewomen. That other team, by the way, it was wasn't it like Alicia Fox and Bellas? <laughs> it, was, it was. I'm glad I forgot about it because that. <coughs> yeah, but you you see what I'm saying? Like somebody like Summer Rae at that point in time, I don't think it yeah. was necessarily a 
you know, she sucked, but I think it was just kind of getting lost in the shuffle of... Yeah, she got lost in the shuffle, which I believe Dana Brooke was um, in on the main roster at that point in time, and she still had nothing going on. She was like uh, a year later. She, no, a she year was later? like right after that whole thing, because she was supposed to be something bigger and better, and then... Yeah, forces that be were the forces that were, and just did not allow that to happen. Yeah, that <clears throat> I I can't. So give. I don't think calling her a legend was right. I mean, it is a little bit of respect for her time, which she did uh, work there for some time. Um, I believe she even had a, some time in NXT before she was Fondango's valet. FCW. Was it FCW, not NXT? Yeah, because I think she was in the same mega class as like Rollins and Big E and them. Right Uh, right before NXT, I think. think Rollins Rollins and Big E were also on NXT. She was uh, in the same training um, group or whatever as as Paige, I remember that. Yeah. Um. Honestly, like to me, it's it's whatever. I see it as a means of respect. I'm not too. I'm not. I'm not butthurt about it. I'm not gonna get like so angry. It's like, how can you go ahead and defame one of these other actual legends and call her one? No. I see that they gave her respect. Um, could they have used another title? I don't really think so, of an alumni, which then what's the point of pointing her out if you're I just going to say alumni? I mean, former WWE superstar, I don't know. I had yeah, somebody, that, like, I had somebody tell me. Like, yeah, not really. I mean, you're not. Not, not really. Not- and. Just saying, she used to work here. Now she doesn't. Look, she's in the crowd. She's gonna be. Yeah. So that's what I'm think. That's what I'm looking forward to because I want to see how they're gonna like her when the rumble. I'm gonna call it now. I'm gonna call it now. Summer is gonna show up. She's gonna have about maybe five seconds of being in the ring she's not really going to get any offense in and they're going to knock her out of the ring calling it now because that's typically how they deal with the valets uh pass and that's what people are going to remember her as as a valet which is unfortunate because i mean her move set from a little bit that I've seen is decent, not spectacular. I, I can't remember Lana, her. I think Lana falls into that same category where she wasn't fantastic, but she also just didn't get that steam going. Lana had more of a chance to, to do it. But, Lana yeah. had more of a chance, and then Creative came in and buried her several times. Yeah. They they tried to make her out to be like a Trish Stratus 2.0, but that that didn't work. They tried to make her just a 
sympathy case Dana Brooke to a point too but Lana it was just like they tried to make her a sympathy case and then it was like you were they want they pushed the sympathy part so heavy that it just felt pathetic and meaningless to bring up the the whole freaking thing with um Rusev now known as Miro and Bobby Lashley and now horrendous storyline as well as to say I'm offended you brought it up. Such yeah, a- I know. I know. I'm I'm mad that I have to bring it up and then I'm gonna bring up another one that we all forgot about, which was which yeah, I know I'm getting two of them out there. When she was supposed to be boyfriends with Dolph Ziggler and feuding with Rusev and Summer Ray, oh it came full circle. And then the next night, which this is funny, the next night Vana put on her Instagram that she was engaged with Rusev, which made creative mad because they had to nix the entire storyline. Oh, God. (laughs) Brought that one up in the depths of hell. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Let's get into results. I can't. (laughs) It's not going to get much better. It might. At least not for Raw, I don't think. Uh, Raw was... uh, Raw was all over the place. Dear God. So, Raw opened up with Becky Lynch making her way to the ring, and um, when when you're watching it on TV, you can very clearly tell that WWE is using their little uh, boo button. Because she was getting cheers, but you also heard boos. But the if you look out in the audience, it didn't really match with it at all. So the whole dude with the soundboards hitting the boo button. Um, yeah, just to make it. Oh, she's a heel. She can't be cheered. She talked about the Royal Rumble before moving on to do drop. Gave her credit for getting the title shot and. Becky Lynch said she's going to feed her. Dewdrop, Bianca Blair, and Liv Morgan all came out and talked trash about Rumble. And then Dewdrop called for the ref. And then it turned into a tag match between with Dewdrop and Becky Lynch versus Bianca Blair and Liv Morgan. Meh. And, and I'm not, it's nothing right at home about. I mean, Dewdrop and Becky got the win. Liv Morgan got pinned, which got me irritated because they're they're starting to to put a stop to her thing, which is frustrating. Um, nothing really came out of it. Just trying to hype up their match, which, eh, moving on. Uh, we had Kevin Owens versus Damian Priest. Now, this was a good match. Yes. Yes, this one I enjoyed. Um, for the match, we had uh, the Kevin Owens show with Seth Rollins. They were talking. Um, Kevin Owens, he'll be in the men's world. Damian Priest came out, talked trash to uh, both of them before, uh, revealing that he was going to have a match with Kevin Owens. After a commercial break, 
then the match was underway, and it was a great match. Yeah, that's about all I would have to say about it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Kevin Owens now has a title shot uh, for the United States Championship because he pinned um, Damian Priest. Uh, following that, we had Finn Bauer versus Austin Theory. Fun. It that promo before with yeah the promo before was pretty much gonna kill Austin if he lost. That was a little wild, but it it was it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, Vince, he, he didn't have to Vince The whole thing was that Vince McMahon told Theory that if Bauer won, he would personally beat him up and send his mom a selfie over his dead body. <laughs> yep. Which was, that was messed up. Yeah. It was definitely a Vince McMahon thing to say, as much as I hate to say that. That's that's on your PG programming, folks. Yep. PG. Um, Austin Theory did win. Kind of made me sad because um, this wasn't going to be a random news, but I was saving it for now is that there was a backstage report that Vince McMahon is not high on Finn Bauer. Um, And I did some digging and some reading, and I can understand uh, Vince McMahon's perspective a bit, just a bit, because the highest of heights that Finn Bauer had was when he won the Universal Championship from Seth Rollins. But he also got injured that same match because that was when Seth Rollins was doing the buckle bomb and he was one of the victims of said buckle bomb. So he had to vacate the title. You know, speaking of that, I've seen a very brutally honest um, post about it. And I I agree with it. You know, Finn coming in and winning that title was at his peak, absolute peak. And we, and that was just, it it was just one of those unfortunate times where somebody gets injured at a really good spot where it's very inconvenient to get hurt. And he wasn't able to bounce back, not necessarily because of him, but just circumstance. So, I mean, a lot of people, Say, oh well, he's misused or whatever. Uh, not necessarily. Not necessarily, but he's one of those uh, victims of circumstance. For the for the main title, now like, yeah, for mid card titles or whatever. Hey, there you go. But for the main title, it would take a. I don't know that he could ever get back to that level that he was at. In twenty, what was that? Sixteen, seventeen, probably Something like 17. that. But yeah, uh, as sad as it is uh, for me to go ahead and swap, I completely understand. Uh, I want just we can discuss on that just a little bit. Uh, I, I love Finn Bauer, whether he's Prince Bauer or the Demon. I love the character. Man's amazing, but. Um, he's going to be one of those wrestlers that's going to fall victims of fate when it comes to 
uh, injuries out. And one can say he a main roster, um, like again, ever. We'll see. Uh, we had Ray Ripley versus Nikki Ash following the Finn Balor and Austin Theory. Not a huge fan of that one. No. No. Was not uh, not my cup of tea. Uh we had Omos versus Reggie. Moving on. Three Profits and Mysterios versus the Dirty Dogs, Apollo, and Aziz. Can we please move on? <laughs> I, I absolutely beg of you. It's Groundhog Day with this match every week. I was literally going to. We literally did. I'm going to wake up. And members of my future. The one thing I will remember is Street Profits. That's the one thing I'll remember because it's the one universal constant. <laughs> they will always have a match uh... on that certainty of life. No matter how much you beat that dead horse, it will always be. (laughs) I will say, well, I think it was was the six and eight man tag. Maybe it was another eight man tag match. I'm actually getting sick of eight man tag matches now. I'm fatigued. Then we had a pretty good main event. So, um, Bobby Lashley was the main event. And that great match. Agreed. Um, Uh, so, um, Bobby Lashley on the top rope and hit a bell. Shelton and Cedric Alexander pulled. Raining and caused disqualification. And Seth Rollins watched a nowhere and super. The club up show. Uh, there you have it. You didn't, didn't really miss out anything for Raw. You missed out on Kevin Owens and Damian Priest in the main event. That's really it. That's all I got to point out. Moving on. That's not uh, Do you have anything on 
NXT? Or are we just moving to... Yep. Um, I'm, I'm getting to it. So, first we... Start off the show, you had um, L.A. Black and Grayson with... Way we arrived with a restraining order on uh, L.A. night. Dexter Williams then arrived. Um, uh, as this same that we are at the face for him after lifting the restraining order. And we, we had Grayson Webber versus Dexter Williams, which good. The entire segment, pretty good. The Dusty Rhodes classic of the Creed Brothers and Brooks Jensen. Which uh, action. This relieved my fatigue from tag match because I find it the single, well, not really two-on-two action. Yeah. Uh, then the things point out, we had Carmelo Hayes and Cameron Grimes, uh, Craig, Tony D'Angelo, service. Um, now, this wasn't like an actual memorial service. Tony D'Angelo repeat. Uh, I was going to say, Jesus Christ, what are you talking about? Uh, yeah, I, that I was like, that crazy. Uh, I can't. It's, 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 it, it, was, it was a quirky set. Uh, I, I guess all I can say is to see it. It wasn't great. It was good. And then no. other point out, um, there was a predictable of the Dusty Tag Team Classic. Uh, uh, Malik Bladen, uh, Edris, um, uh, um, winning by pinfall. Just a predictable winner. Um, um, moving on, we had the main event, which will ever call him Walter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You had Roderick Strong versus Walter. It's Gunther, I'll have, you. I'll have you know. Yeah, after a match, Walter said that revealed that he was Gunther. Walter won the match. And then after it was announced that the winner was Walter, he grabbed the mic and then said that the winner of the match was Gunther. Then Bartholomew and Aikner text uh, Roderick Strong and 
causing a brawl between Diamond Mine and Imperium. The match was great. The reveal for the Gunther, the ring general, I can't believe I have to keep saying this, um, was that. That was how they revealed it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, move on to Dynamite. Let's. Starting off, John Moxley returned. Great promo. Great, great promo. Just tied it all together pretty, pretty well. The emotion in this segment was just was just outstanding. Agreed. Um, I believe there was a report that there was a fan that like told John. Moxley something and he told that fan go fuck off or something and then that fan got escorted out of the uh, arena I don't remember what exactly the fan said but it was it was wholeheartedly deserved in my opinion yeah um, there's like two or three different oh he said this or this there, there's like two or three different versions of it I don't remember exactly I don't remember exactly but in the end it the, the fan does, it was all honesty deserved yeah. So, welcome back, John. We missed you, and we're happy to see you're healthy. Yes, sir. And then we had another fantastic tag match. Oh, my God. It was a mixed tag match between Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander versus Adam Cole and Britt Baker. Some of the best. Round of applause. Chris Statlander and Britt Baker being two of my favorites of the past past year. Roughly year. Mm. Definitely two of the top three, in my opinion. I I can't I can't like put to words just how amazing like all four of these wrestlers were. I can't because, like, all I can say is just watch the match. Yeah, that's it. Cassidy delivering the most devastating kicks to Britt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I I love Orange Cassidy. I love him. Those kicks are just so ferocious. I can't believe he did that to Britt Baker. Me either. Uh, she could not recover from that. She could not. Nope. Um, moving on from that amazing um match, we had CM Punk versus um Sean Spears. This this yep. was just a filler match for the CM Punk and uh, MJF feud. I hate that they had to bury Sean like that. At least yeah. give him a match. At, at least. Yeah. You dingus. And then um, Cody Rhodes returned. He equated it to CM Punk's 
pipe bomb from literally a decade ago. Yeah. He claimed to, to have created the Forbidden Door by following the path that CM Punk laid out in that promo. He did not know what to do either with with the those fans because they kept chanting shut the fuck up and like he had to look. He's like, okay, I'm just gonna keep going. He he was like, Do I react to this? Do I just keep going? He's like, you know what? Fuck it, we're just gonna keep going. Yeah. Yeah. That was just meh. It was weird. It was weird. It was it was weird. Um, too long for what he was saying. He did. He did. He took quite a while just to like say that uh, Tony Khan sent both him and Sammy Guevara a contract for a match to determine who the undisputed TNT champion is. Yeah, he really said it a roundabout way, honestly. Yeah. And I wouldn't. He really set himself up for failure when he equated his promo. CM Punk's pipe bomb, which it had no reason of being brought up. Yeah. No I mean, reason. You put yourself against the worst, the highest mountain prob- you could probably put on. You're only going to get burned. You got burned. Mm-hmm. Too, close, too close to the sun on that one. Just a little bit. Then we had the Varsity Blondes versus um, the House of Black. By that, I mean Malachi Black and Brody King. Really good match. I was into it. It was uh, it was a good match, despite how short it was. Um, after the match, um, Pack appeared on the video screen and issued a a weird promo towards Black warning him of retribution for the Black Mist attack that blinded him a few weeks ago. Phenomenal delivery that left me wondering if he's going to join Malachi or if he's going to go against him. I'm leaning more he's going to join him. That's what I, I'm, I'm curious as to where that will go because if, if Pac joins the House of Black Oh my god. Oh my god. The pack and black attack. <laughs> Hire me for merchandising because I can do it. Oh geez. Then we had uh Frankie Kazarian versus Lance Archer. Um Lance Archer. This was kind of a meh segment in my in all honesty. This is there. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Decent yeah. match on its own. Story. Decent match. No, but we'll we'll go with it. Yeah. Following that we had Sky Blue versus Serena Deeb. Another short match. It was good for what it was though. I knew it was good. that Serena was going to win it. Mm-hmm. Blue got some some offense in there. Yeah, but it was it was good because 
Sky Blue is very new, mm-hmm. at least to TV. You got to kind yeah. of build up, especially if you're going against somebody as experienced as Serena. Yep. In my humble opinion. Um, I agree. Main event of Dynamite was Sting and uh, his son, Darby Allen versus the Acclaimed. Which was a good match. The Acclaimed are fast, very fastly becoming one of my favorite tag teams. I just, I like them. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sting and Darby Allen, the father-son duo, won the match. And that was Dynamite. All right. What did we did we start with SmackDown first last week, or did we go to Rampage? I don't I'm remember. I'm calling it. Right. SmackDown. All right, get out of the way. Um, starting it off, we had uh, the Usos acknowledging Roman Reigns. Um. Roman Reigns came out to the ring, grabbed the microphone from the Usos, and ordered Nashville to acknowledge him. And then, after a little short uh, little promo package of all of his uh, achievements since August of 2020, Seth Rollins, um, Burn It Down, came out. And then he came out. They had a back and forth. And then um, they had said that um, Rollins had an idea for a match in which him and a partner of his choosing would go against the Usos for uh, a chance to be a win for the number one contender would see the Usos uh, barred from ringside at Royal Rumble. Then Kevin Owens came out. Then Roman Reigns up the ante, saying that if the Usos win, Seth Rollins was his title shot. Honestly, I'd say that was a great opener. It was. Agreed. Then we had Kofi Kingston versus Madcap Moss. Moving on. Uh, Aaliyah versus Natalia. Now, oh, I have gripes. I have gripes with this one. This was a throwaway segment, and it re- genuinely pisses me off. Uh, I think we touched upon it last week, but this, this is one of those things that just genuinely pissed me off. Why do we have to do shit like this? So, Dahlia came out, and she sent. Came out to avenge um, her three. Someone timed it to three point one seven seconds as she lost to Leah. Yeah, and so. and um, 
that this is when also they pointed out Summer Rae in the front row calling her a legend. Um, again, my feelings are kind of neutral on the stance. Um, and then um, Natalia lost by disqualification because she just kept beating up on Aaliyah. And then uh, Zia Lee came out um, and fought off Natalia. We'll say Aaliyah's uh, start on the main roster has been uh, very lackluster with this booking. Yeah. And throwing Zai Lee in the mix. Oh no. I don't have words. I just meh. Yeah. And we oh. had, yeah, that's, that's really it. Then we had Viking Raiders versus uh Los Lotharios. Another it's just a match to put over to Viking Raiders. Then we had Naomi versus Charlotte Flair. Oh I wish I could say good things. I wish I could say good things. But I can't. Me either. <sighs> then we had Giant Knoxville interrupting uh in Zane. I'm amazed Giant Knoxville is still showing up. <laughs> um I'm good with skipping that part. Yeah, we can skip that part. We'll go to the next promo segment, which was uh, Adam Pierce telling Celine Deville that as a result of her actions in the Charlotte and Naomi match, he'll be recommending a match between Sonya and Naomi for next week's show. For the second or third week that they were going to push this match off. That's literally been their whole story for this. I mean, I feel like it's just give them the match at at the Rumble. Just give them the match just so we can get the story out of the way because people were excited that Naomi was that like they were feeling that Naomi deserves justice on the roster and what can I say other than this good star and crash landed exactly skipping the next match because I don't care uh, then we had Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens versus the Usos now we get to the good part now we get to the good part because what a main event I thought it was all right. So, um, the closing segments. Um, Rollins was tagged back in. Well, Kevin Owens um, delivered the stunner to Jay. Rollins was getting set up for the curb stomp, delivered it. And then he got hit 
by a Superman punch from Roman Reigns, causing a disqualification. Which... Um, I don't know how I feel about it just a bit. The match was match was great, in my opinion. I don't know how I feel about the clothes, though. Yeah, I... Meh. 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 Yeah. Then we can move on to Rampage, where John Moxley had his first match since his return uh, from Dynamite. It was John Moxley versus Ethan Page. I'm so happy to have John back. Um. After the match, John Moxley, of course, won. I think that goes without saying. Um, Brian Danielson showed up, had a brief moment with uh, Moxley after a match. So there could be a potential between the two. I'm excited for when that happens. I hope it does. Then we had um, Trent Beretta versus Nick Jackson. And stellar match. Very interesting. We had an upset. I would say it was an upset that Trent Beretta pinned Nick Jackson. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about that, but... I was shocked. I'm in between. And I was genuinely shocked that Nick Jackson lost. But you know what? I'm okay with it because, like, it, it was a good shock, not a bad shock, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, following that, we had Hook versus... Uh, how do I say this? Serpentico? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I feel like I'm going to keep butchering names, but um, this was really just a, a way to show off Hook some more because he's red hot. Um, main event. We had Jade Cargill versus Anna J for her uh, TBS championship. For that we did. Yep. Mm-hmm. I would say that this was on the better end for Jade Cargill for matches. Not the best. Not the greatest. Blues all right. And I think Anna Jay also did fairly well. Yeah, Anna Jay very rarely disappoints. Yeah. 
So I'm hoping that it continues to go in the good direction because as of what we've seen so far, it has been. So with that being said, unless there's any more things we want to talk about, that would conclude our weekly results. Yeah, that's everything that I have. Yeah, that's everything I have across the board, really. Yeah. Well, with that, I think we should call it an episode. Yep. Uh, This upcoming week, or this upcoming recording, we will have weekly results, random news, maybe some wrestling figures slash card news, um, and we'll also have the Royal Rumble. So, oh yeah, that will be fun. Fun. Do we want? Did we ever get our predictions out for Royal Rumble? It starts slightly. I think we. I think I put. Uh, hell, who did I say? Now, if I say somebody different, I. I. Um, I think you said Bianca was going to win the women's. That was it. Bianca's going to win the women's. I think that one's almost a given. Um, that's that's why I remember you saying. Ba, 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 men's. I don't remember the men's division. Oh Jesus Christ! Who's gonna win the men's? <laughs> um, Snitsky. <laughs> there you go. I don't know. <laughs> great, great, Ali. How about that? Oh, uh, I guarantee I'd put five thousand dollars <laughs> on it that the great Kali is going to be in this match. Oh dear God! I guarantee you, he will be in this match. It's not my fault. And it'll be a big whoa! What he's here? <laughs> yeah. Oh God! Oh no. He's going to be in there. Not that he's going to win it. He's going to be in there. So, my prediction for the women's, I know I said this was with Morgan. I'm really shooting for her to win. I want her to have that. I want her to have that good WrestleMania moment. Because they built her up to this point. It just makes sense. For the men's division, um, I have to think as to who's in it. And who I would think makes sense. Um, rattle my brain real quick. Who has been um, who has been guaranteed to be in the men's uh, Royal Rumble? Not many people. Hang on. Because. I'm trying to think of who is main event talent that would be like almost a given any dark horses. Um, Updated list of 2022 rumble participants. Oh, geez. Um, Johnny Knoxville, street profits, Mysterios, Austin theory, Seamus, Damian priest, AJ Styles, Biggie, 
Sami Zayn, Mossy Corbin, KO, Ziggler, Rude, Omas, Randy Orton, Riddle, Gable, and Otis. Okay. So off of that list, I my heart says um, I want Montez Ford winning. That's what my heart says. However, I'm not going to say Montez Ford because if I do that, that means that they're eventually going to plan on splitting the Street Profits, and I don't want that. So out of who is in the main event um, slot, I would predict that Big E would win it. Reason being is that um, he would have another chance at getting his title back or a main event title that he lost from uh, Brock Lesnar. My prediction. Vladimir Kozlov and uh, <laughs> there you go. What the f- forbidden doors open, man? She's coming back. Uh, I mean, it's been open slightly with uh, Mickey James coming back, with them acknowledging her as a TNA Knockouts champion. Or I said TNA Impact. Jesus, I have to get with the times. I have to get with the times. I'm still used to calling Impact TNA. Jesus, it's been how long? And I'm still saying it. Years. 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 Just solid years. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, too many to count. Well, you heard our predictions here, and. Tune in next week to see if we were right or if you were. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, what I, I guess the best way to let us know if you're listening you, and you got us on Facebook, uh, send us a message there. Or um, whenever Nick Gabe or I ever use TikTok again, send a message to the NGB podcast TikTok. Oh, dear. <laughs> either way. Yeah, either way. If, if you want to let us know our predictions or just tell us how wrong we are, whatever it may be. Yeah. I am... Yeah. Yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. I already got nothing else much to say. Um... Also, I will also state, for those of you that are still looking forward to the uh, Q&A episode, that has been postponed once more. Yes, I am. <laughs> right before we hopped on, I was working on stuff. I have to actually make a couple runs before my next class. And then I have a class till about 8. Then we have Dynamite. Then I go to bed, do it all again tomorrow. So that's yeah. where we're to be determined at this point. We'll get there. I don't know. Eventually. Yeah. Eventually it will happen. All right. Well, we will see you guys next week then. Yep. See you later. <laughs>